0: Hey guys, welcome to the Cool Christian Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Centeno. On this podcast is where I get to ask questions like the nerd that I can be, looking to learn from the cool Christian nerds I know around me that have something to teach. Now let's dig in. Well, welcome everybody. Uh, We are here today and we're gonna be exploring the intersection where medical care and the spiritual well-being are being treated. In today's interview, I'll be talking with Susan Post, who is the uh, president of the organization Esperanza. Is that right? Where we say president, yes.
1: I usually say director.
0: Director, yeah. Well, kind of means the same thing in yes. there, a lot of ways, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, Susan, uh, real real quick off the bat, share your journey of what's kind of brought you here to Esperanza and and maybe into Philadelphia. What's brought you here?
1: Well, I uh, ended up coming to uh, Philadelphia from New York City where I worked as a hospital administrator and I came here to actually attend seminary. So when I was in seminary, uh, we started studying the Bible, that's what you do in seminary, Mm -hmm. Uh, and as I was studying I kind of became a little bit more engaged with the many passages that that are in the scriptures about uh, God caring for the widow, the orphan, and the alien. And how he specifically had such a um, heart for the poor and so that sort of was life-changing to me. I had thought about that in the past but I think when I just saw how um, much it was emphasized in scripture uh, it helped me think about my faith in an entirely different way and so in the middle of seminary I decided that I wanted to worship a little more cross-culturally because I think I, I realized I could learn a lot from people that saw god from different eyes than me or from the background that i had so i started attending a church down here in, in north philly and by the end of my seminary time i just sensed that god was leading me to plant myself amongst people that were more vulnerable um and here in north philly so that's how i got to north philly um in the meantime, I had come to know a lot of the people at Esperanza because I was in the medical field before, and uh, one day they had a need for a person here to lead, and so uh, that's how I got to Esperanza. It was really neat for me at that point because it brought together my, my career, which had been in hospital administration, my education that had gone toward um, seminary, and then my love that I already had for the people in North Philadelphia.
0: Wow. So before you went to uh, school and started getting jarred by some of this, this kind of uh, organic being in the, uh, immersing yourself in the in the culture where there's needs, was there something else that you were uh, projecting of where you were looking to go? Like, I'm going to go to school and I want to be this afterwards.
1: Not exactly. I, I had an opportunity because of a layoff and a severance package to not work for a, a, a couple of years. Actually, it was a very, um, a, a very generous package, mm-hmm. but um, I really only went to seminary because I wanted to learn more about God's Word and I didn't really expect to see a big change in me. I thought I would just learn and possibly just go back into healthcare again, but it was life changing.
0: Wow, and how many years ago was this when you uh, uh, for Esperanza that you became uh, part of this team here?
1: Well, I went to seminary about twenty years ago, and that's where I, that's when I moved into this neighborhood mm-hmm. and then I worked I've worked here fourteen years.
0: Wow. Now being that you're here and I mean health care and all that good stuff, are there any specific physical or mental disciplines that contribute to you staying healthy? that you do practically every day? Is there like a secret of things that you just do to stay on top of things, whether that's the vitamins or just getting 10 minutes of the sun? I don't know, just wanna throw out that fun question.
1: <laughs> well, I do think there's a lot of things that contribute to our health. Uh, I think having friendships is mm. is part of what uh, contributes to my health. I do enjoy walking, uh, so I, I'm, I'm an avid walker. I walk a lot. Uh, I also feel like, um, having fun those are the things social things i think um i've seen really contributes to a person's health which is why we're a community health center
0: wow yeah so how Esperanza has been an organization that's provided medical mental and spiritual care from its inception right yes yeah what was what was some of the heart behind that uh, a lot of people would um well when you're in the health field it's usually let's just try, treat them medically and then we'll outsource the other parts of their well-being but they wanted to include all of the above
1: exactly Uh, esperanza was uh, formed by um, one doctor dr carolyn klaus who was married to a pastor and in their church they were studying the kingdom of god and how each of us can participate in bringing god's kingdom to bear here on earth as it is in heaven and, Mm -hmm. and that he wants his people to be engaged in kingdom building and so she decided that she was a doctor and I think she had had some children and was going back to work and she decided that she would plant herself in a place where there aren't any doctors. So she looked around and North Philly was one of those places that's actually deemed by the federal government as medically underserved. There aren't aren't enough uh, doctors here for the number of people that live here and when she started um, I think she was substituting for another doctor and realized that uh, the patients had so many uh, heavy needs that were bigger than just the reason they were coming to her as a doctor and uh, at that same time her small group at church thought maybe we they could become involved in God's kingdom coming to bear in North Philly if they helped her and so she asked um, her patients if they'd be willing to have one of her church members come alongside them um, to maybe help them um, get some other services that they might need that were contributing to their poor health like um, um, electricity in their home or different housing things or give them rides places um, where they could uh, go to specialty services and that sort of thing. And so her small group got involved in uh, what she was doing at the church uh, with uh, patients. And she saw after a time that the patients that had agreed to walk, have a, a church member walk alongside them, were actually getting healthier faster than her other patients. And she also saw that her church small group was becoming healthier in a church than the other small groups because they were getting involved in the day-to-day things that God would be Concerned about in in the community and so it was at that time that she saw wow It's not just about me being the doctor, but it's also about Needing counselors. It's it's about needing the church about needing the community to come around each patient um, again as I said before it's like there's a lot about social interaction that uh, participates in health and so um, yeah, she was able to see that all of that needs to be part of what healthcare c- brings and what being a good, healthy community is about.
0: Wow, and I'm I'm guessing, I mean, she's just following this kind of prompting to bring these things together and these worlds together. Now, as you've been um, been with this organization and now years down the line, are there any other organizations in other cities that are doing something similar to Esperanza? that you've been able to learn from?
1: Yes, um, in fact, there are. There's um, a variety of different types of ways people are trying to um, improve the health of different communities. But there's an organization, came out of the organization CCDA, and it's called CCHF. It's Christ uh, Christian Community Health Fellowship. And it's um, a group of people around the country who are all trying in various ways. It's They all look different. Every single health center looks different, or some of them are just um, walk-in clinics that are only open two evenings a week or that sort of thing. And they, we share what works for us. We actually share what's encouraging um, for us in Scripture that allows us to kind of stay on the right path and you know, try to figure out what we're doing. It's, it's sort of con- something that's constantly evolving. And so it's nice to have other fellowship with, with others throughout this, um,
0: the country sure you've had amazing stories of people who've come through your doors and based on some of the services you guys have been able to provide and the people that they meet here that are not just here for work, but they are on a mission. Um, what are some of those stories that stand out of people who've been impacted, um, again, not just by the quality care, but also by the sort of the spiritual interests they have in the clients and the people that come mm-hmm. through the door. Any, any stories that really stand out?
1: I could give you one story that's just one that I was involved with. Um, I'm, being the administrator, I'm not always touching right. all of our patients, but mm-hmm. um, we had a patient come to Esperanza who had advanced cancer, and uh, she was uninsured and actually not a, a US citizen, so she was having troubles um, getting services and she didn't um she was a bit estranged from any of the family members she had in this country and i'm not sure exactly how she connected with our um, chaplain but he he asked me if i if i could spare some room in my house um, for this woman and and actually it didn't really work out that way at the at the time for me to have her in my house but it's it's just kind of interesting for that our chaplain is finding housing for our patients in need and he actually ended up putting her in a house that he owns that some other people are renting and she ended up becoming um, a member of our church and so that's how I got to know her and she her cancer was advanced um and because she was my friend and because my church was coming around her I I started also helping her out with things and visiting her she was my age and um and she didn't really have a, a a strong faith um at the beginning um but as she um as she was getting sicker and participating in our church, she was kind of growing in her in her faith. Uh, and as she got sicker, her doctor here decided to visit her in her home instead of um, have her come to the health center. Mm-hmm. And then when she eventually needed hospice services, which are not really available for people that aren't American citizens, uh, our, our social services team here was able to find some emergency hospice services. And, and she did... My friend eventually passed away, but um, in the time that she was um, growing sicker, her faith was growing stronger. And I realized that um, even all the services that she was being given, they weren't because I'm the director of Esperanza Health Center. Mm-hmm. They are that these are the ways that we come around all of our patients. Mm-hmm. And then for me to see her um, faith strengthen, I think, you know, by the time she passed away, uh, she was teaching me things about the Lord. It was just a really um, beautiful picture of what mutuality is there uh, and friendships and why it's important for groups of people to come around and how her needs, her physical, emotional, spiritual needs, all blended in together. And she had um, the need for the church, for, for the body of Christ, I guess. And um, But then she contributed to the body of Christ in a pretty big way, too.
0: Well, I mean, you know, we live in a world where there's so many... We live in categories, right? When we go to Definitely. school we just... That's where we are with our teachers and our friends. Then when we go home, that's another category. And then we go to practice our religious faith, there's another category. But to see this be so immersive, like we are part of each other's lives. And that goes beyond just the clinic that goes into where we are in the community and all those things. So it's neat that Esperanza um, is, is able to do that, has that in mind when it comes to their mission. Uh, I can recall a, a story where where we partnered with you guys to look for a, a potential person that um, we, we, were, we were doing this uh, change for change um, campaign where we just asking people to bring their change and how we believe it was going to change someone's life uh, through them bringing their change. And so people were just contributing and then we had this event and we had to collect enough money that we were like, we want to give this away. Um, and so... We said, hey, just refer somebody that might be in need. And they were graciously able, able to refer somebody. We got a hold of them and we just asked them if they would attend that service today. We would just like to honor them. They didn't have no clue what we were about to do. And so we took a moment to acknowledge that they were there today and, um, and that we had a gift that we wanted to give them. And then we explained what we were doing and how we had the gift and how people had contributed. And uh, the mother and the daughter were like so in shock and in tears (laughs) about this and how it came right on time for their situation. So it was just a neat way of us um, partnering with you guys to identify needs in our community and people in our community that can really um, use help and and use some change. Uh, The years years have gone by and uh, part of Esperanza's mission is to Connect with churches and organizations. You don't want to just do this alone. And many of your, um, many of your employees are from different churches, but not all of them. Uh, but you still bring in people to speak to the staff, and you've been very intentional about incorporating, you know, the church. So, what are some of those um, highlight moments of when you've partnered with churches um, where you've been like, this is why we do this because us doing this together, just uh, we're able to go further with that. And maybe even some dry seasons where some years it hasn't been, you know, hasn't been as um, active in terms of partnerships. Can you look back and identify those two different moments where it might have been some highlight moments and then some moments of maybe some dry seasons where it hasn't been that active?
1: Sure. Uh, When I first became uh, the director here, I would to meet with the different pastors in the community i did meet with the different pastors in the community who were always um, supportive of esperanza but i was trying to figure out ways that we could be in better partnership and one of the things i saw is um that church pastors are very busy and they Mm -hmm. have so many things going on in their congregation that it, it was it seemed hard to figure out how do you include a health center in what the church is doing. And so even though um, this would be maybe the dry season idea, but even though uh, the churches seem interested in partnerships, it seemed really like it was hard to find what would be a good way of incorporating health into how the active life of a church is is going on. I remember meeting with Fred Estrada, Mm -hmm. and he said to me, um... Maybe that was trying too hard or something. I'm not sure. Or maybe looking for a program. And he said, you need to be looking for relationships. And it's all about relationships and people. And so you want to know what to do. Go become a member of that church or go, you know, relate well with Mm -hmm. um, the different pastors. And so I think that sort of did help us think about our own churches that we're all members of and the pastors that are so amazing that lead our our staff and just appreciating them. And it, I don't know, something about that sort of changed a little bit of the dynamic instead of how can you, how can the churches participate in what Esperanza is doing to more like, how can either how what the church is doing or what Esperanza Health Center is doing, uh, um, where where does health fit in into that? And so it sort of is a little bit started more organically. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe we would have a program that we would do at the church instead of that we would do them at um, Esperanza Health Center. Um, We would invite our staff to tell us about, you know, connections or um, programs that they're doing at their churches that we could maybe participate in. And so, I don't know, it just, it has been a little bit organic. I think because of having a health center now, um, we are able to lend our space out to churches because a lot of times they might want to have a banquet or play basketball with people and the kids in the community or something, and they might not have those uh, resources so for so many years we didn't have any space and the churches always lent us their space when whenever we wanted to have meetings of our whole staff and so it's really kind of cool to be able to open up our doors and by opening up our doors for the community for the churches maybe to do things in our building uh we're seeing that uh people are realizing that we're a health center and so we're getting more uh people from the community and realizing that they can get health care here so there's, there's been a, a variety of things that have been going on that's been really exciting.
0: Yeah, such a different way of thinking when it comes to like, you know, we want to partner and so we're trying to figure out how programs fit. Right. And the thinking is, how do we just care for one another exactly. and be... Um, be intentional about that and then those things just naturally it naturally evolves into that. Yes. That's really and it's impressive just to see that a medical center would have a, a gymnasium and it's mostly for community um, and, and other things uh, just just to kind of foster community and, and, and intentionally create space in which others can see uh, how they could use it as well which is not how medical centers are thinking <laughs> right They're they're really thinking about the client care and things like that but you're thinking also about community engagement and mm-hmm. that's been pretty impressive and, and neat to watch and uh, you guys are expanding into um a new space there in kensington and allegheny there and um yeah north philadelphia right i guess and uh yeah so how's that been going
1: mm-hmm. uh, well, we're excited about it we're um lord willing opening in september next month uh, really wow yes um and so we're very excited. It's uh, it's the um, Kensington Trust Building, which is mm-hmm. an old bank building, about 40,000 square feet. Um, and we are moving um, our current uh, work that we're doing in Kensington into that building and being able to expand and grow. Uh, we're going to have a cafe in there and uh, some more community space because we're seeing how, how important that is. We're excited about it. Uh, I think there's a certain sense that instead of renting some, space on high up in a building we're now like planting ourselves right there on the corner of kensington and allegheny we want to we really do want to be an anchor for that community we think that partnerships is where we want to um put our time and want to engage with the community and it's it's it is a as you know a a a neighborhood that has a lot of troubles right now especially with the opioid. Epidemic, Epidemic yeah. that's going on, and um, we want to be part of seeing God's kingdom come right there on that corner. So we're excited about it. It's it's going to be challenging, but we're we're just going to move through the challenges day by day.
0: So what does that look like? Because I, you know, in leading a church, I lead the church through different changes, and as I'm leading them through different changes, I I reflect and think about how I what it says about me as I lead people, as I lead change but also I start to see things about other people and organizations and how people respond to change. So what's that been like for you? Because you've been leading through expansion and different changes, uh, of facilities such as this one and now that one. So there's a lot of different changes that are happening. What have you been learning about yourself and others when it comes to leading them and yourself in a time of change? That's a
1: good question. Um, I think it sort of goes back to are we just doing programs or are we caring for the community? A lot of the expansion of Esperanza hasn't really been exactly in our strategic plan. Uh, following the Lord is in our strategic plan and we just keep seeing ways that God is taking us another step forward, another step forward to add something to what we're doing to more complete the care or to more uh to more part of what he's doing restoring our communities i think when i was in seminary that's another thing that was really big for me seeing in scripture is how god is always at work restoring what's broken he doesn't throw it out he he salvages it he brings salvation he he's he's moving to infuse who he is in the midst of it and so that's a little bit the way i think when we're going into new territory and and the way we i try to lead here is you know kind of thinking if God is the great restorer of the brokenness around us and, and the brokenness in us, then what what will we do next? And and that's why I think we're excited about Kensington. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also when you're when you endeavor to take on bigger things than you're capable of doing yourself, mm-hmm. uh, it does cause you to desperately rely on God mm-hmm. to help and to show us the way and to. Um, maybe open our eyes to what he's doing, which is so much bigger than the little thoughts that we're having. So I feel like that that's a lot of what we try and do here is talk to each other about uh, what is God like and how's he thinking of our community? what does it mean to put him in the middle of our health center? How does that change the way we're gonna do things
0: um, yeah when i when i if I was part of the organization. If there was a change, like the changes you're doing now for expansion, I would be so excited. I can't imagine anybody not being excited. I mean, I know there's some things that might be like unknowns, but for the most part, it's like, this is exciting. We're expanding We're growing. <laughs> um, has that been the case? Everybody pretty much excited? Are there some people that surprisingly are like, oh, I don't know. And what are we doing? Well, Either in or outside the organization, what have you found?
1: I think generally there's a ton of excitement, definitely. Um, Most of the excitement is right now um, from the employees that work in Kensington because uh, they are imagining what it will be like to serve our patients in this beautiful, respectful, big building Mm -hmm. um, that we're um, creating. Uh, And I think those that live in the community also are, are quite excited because they see that this is going to help. It's going to be an ingredient. It's not going to be leading all the change, but it's going to be an ingredient in what might uh, bring some restoration to the community. There, there. I think the, um, the dangers, the violence, the opioid um, epidemic in uh, Kensington does um, make some of our employees afraid. And so that's why, again, it's great that we're not one-on-one people. We're um, a community of people. So, mm-hmm. Um, I think new, new employees sometimes get most nervous, um, Mm -hmm. because they are still learning kind of, or engaging in what God's doing, but also the newer employees are also some of the most excited ones as well, because sometimes when you've been doing this a while, you kind of get used to, oh, this, this patient just did this or said this, or we see this happening. And the new employees, you know, just remind us how incredibly amazing it is what God's doing in our midst so um yeah we're all people so there's a lot of different reactions but i think in general there's a we're, we're really excited about it
0: right when you when you look at it in a natural there can be some sense of nervousness i guess if you look at a natural from the human mm-hmm. standpoint but from a biblical standpoint it's it's a beautiful thing because we realize that light always does something to push back darkness mm-hmm. darkness it never has the upper hand um, salt is always going to change the flavor of a place. And so, yeah, naturally, in a human sense, what we read on the news, there might be a sense of, there could be a sense of concern. But when you take people with a, to that higher perspective, which you guys embody that, and that's what you are, have been relying on, on the truth and the, the mission of Jesus, and He's taking you guys along, you realize that, man, are we, when we get here, we're going to be a light and it's gonna dispel the darkness. And in that way, it should be more comforting than it should be concerning, right? Uh, But sometimes it takes time, I understand that. Mm -hmm. Now, do you ever feel like you're unqualified or overwhelmed by just how complex and vast organization has gotten? Are you like, I'm built for this? What what (laughs) has been your...
1: I'd say I'm a little overwhelmed every day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: So there's a reliance all the time, right?
1: But I also do think I'm a little bit built for it. I, I feel like I, I enjoy it. Uh, I, I'm happy to get up every morning and to be working here and you know participating. I I do tell I, I tend to tell people I have this front row seat at watching God at work. And there's nothing better than that. So I think in that sense, I'm built for it. And I'm excited about what, what God's doing. But pretty much every day, it's a little bit more than I know how to do. And um, I have... I think God's has train, been training me throughout the years to uh, rely more and more on Him, not take any credit for what He's doing, and also to, yeah, just to look forward um, and not, uh, not limit, really, what He can do. And so I'm not one that just wants to go out and make everything bigger, but I also see that God is just doing something, and I wanna be a faithful leader in that, and I wanna move with what I see Him putting in front of us.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people sometimes think when they see leaders or people, yeah, they're leading organizations, they almost would assume all these people are just, you know, all out courageous. There's no fear, iota fear in them. Uh, but I would say we there would be a sense of nervousness and even apprehension and doubt we have to fight through and be reassured by what God has said and what he's doing and... Uh, we need that as well. So I think this was a just a good question to ask mm-hmm. because sometimes we're, they don't realize the humanity part, uh, but there has been a sort of a, a track record in what we've seen God be, be able to do with our faithfulness mm-hmm. that kind of is where that courage stems from that we're able to... Take another step right and walking on water you know towards this you know towards what he's asking us to do and so um, yeah thank you for that you know honest reply because I think that's a lot more people than people think that are leading in those positions we're just in a place of dependency on right. him um, there's a thrill and there's a uh, there's an adventure that we're on that we we get to be on the front seat of so that's right. great What's your future aspirations of Esperanza? Is there things beyond just this next uh, phase of just getting there and getting into that facility? Is there things that you're dreaming five, ten years down the line that you guys are, I guess, maybe public knowledge or just it's just something that's percolating in your guys' hearts?
1: I think we're hoping uh, with this new move in Kensington to go further with um, what does it mean to be a partner in a, in the community, because we see a lot of um, small organizations that have um, deep passion to participate in improving our community or um, or in following what God's doing. Um, some of them are Christian organizations and some aren't, but they're all you know passion, passionate about doing good work there, and I, I feel kind of like there's a way that together we can be a lot better than separate. So I think the, the partnership thing is our next, um, we're, we're in the process of trying to learn more, but we kind of like to take that further. Um, at our Kensington site, after this building, we actually do have another building planned um, that we were just awarded a, an award from um, the governor's office to, to, to begin it. Um, we, we hope to open it in um, 2020. It will be, or we'll begin it in 2020, it might not open until 2021, to build a community center, a health center that's not medical care, but it's um, uh, fitness, uh, uh, health, maybe a conference space for people in the community to use for conferences, meetings, or parties, or, you know, some way, just gathering space for healthy purposes um, in the community. We wanted to open up our new bank building first. And then kind of see what we learn from that before we actually make the design for the new building. But we're planning on um, beginning that in 2020, so we're excited about that. I think we have other other uh, items on our dream list that might include home health or hospice care because th- places that we think uh, it's high touch where we're we're connecting with people and and you know we we I look at the way Jesus loved people and healed in the New Testament. It just had a lot to do with their health, but also touching them, talking to them, finding out their story. And I, I feel like that th- those are the areas that Esperanza wants to move into in the future. We're not exactly sure what that list will look like, but we're excited to look into it.
0: Excellent. This was great. And I have last a last question because I think uh, this has kind of been my... Philly special edition, these uh, <laughs> set of podcasts I've been doing. And so I've been highlighting organizations like Esperanza and other places and other leaders. And um, and when I uh, asked them for people that might not be from Philly, I asked them, hey, just tell me something about Philadelphia that you really enjoy, you really enjoy about our city, um, what you appreciate about living in philadelphia
1: besides the eagles of besides course Besides the Eagles, <laughs> yes yes um it's a big one. well i don't know for me maybe I, this is more of a north philly uh, thing but i've just really enjoyed the cultural um just the culture here uh learning to be a little bit more puerto rican learning mm-hmm. to be a little bit more african-american uh the foods the um just the kind of cultural things you do i i think even the music i now Music that I hated before I came mm-hmm. here, I would hold my ears when that music would go by on the car, and then about you know five years later, I would sort of let the car go by. Now, when when the car goes by, I'm like bop into the music because I, I I love it so much, and so I feel like just joining into the diversity of our of our city um, is is a joy to me.
0: That's great. It's the same way I would feel about country music. It's grown (laughs) on me. I don't know if I preferred it at at one point, but now I'm like, I can listen to this. (laughs) So, uh, well, it's been a pleasure to be here and to uh, just kind of hear more from you and for people to get an opportunity to hear from you as a director of Esperanza, like the behind the scenes, what you guys have been up to and doing and some of the ways you've led change in this organization. It's been great to be with you, Susan
1: thanks it's been great to be with you
0: well thanks for joining us and that's our time for this week's podcast be sure to subscribe to the cool christian nerd podcast where you can get your digital discipleship fix till next time